And we're joined now by Dave Hewitt, long time no speaker. Of course, Dave was a regular on the program uh, as his role as assistant coach of the Crusaders. Of course, he's a former Crusader, former All Black, and uh, soon to be the head coach of the Southland Stags. But he joins us now to talk about Wyatt Crockett, 200 Super Rugby matches. 200, Dave. Can you even balance that? Can you comprehend what that means to play that much football for the one side? And, And welcome to the show, of course. G'day mate, uh, 200, that's massive uh, I was thinking about that the other day And just thinking, you know, I know that Josh Ryan mentioned how many scrums he'd been in And uh, to how many scrums I'd been in Then doubling that basically I was going, holy heck, on these He's going to need a lot of love and care When he uh, finally retires from the game Well, I mean, I don't know, he's as strong as an ox And he doesn't look like it bothers him in the slightest I mean, he's got, a, he's got quite the carcass on him He's a strong man he is. He's, he's, he's in good nick, really, given the amount of rugby he's played and his age he's at and his ability to get around the field. He's, he's still playing some really good rugby. But, uh, I mean, he's, you know, 200 is a milestone and the time to sort of start retiring out of certain levels of the game. I mean, it's one of those things that comes to everybody, but for someone to step up and break that milestone at super level will be a massive achievement as well. If you could summarise the bloke uh, when you know, you've, you've played with, coached for and so on and so forth, what would it be? What would be the best way to, to tell us what Croczilla is all about? One of the hardest working, nicest blokes you'll ever come across. Um, I think probably sums it up. And what I mean by that, to just to give a bit of clarity, is he works really hard at his game and he's, he's always got you know, improvement at the front of his mind. Now, whether it be around his scrummaging, his passing, or whatever, he works hard to try and improve it, his fitness. But it never comes at the expense of helping other people or supporting them or thinking about them. So he is one of the most genuine, genuinely nice men you'll ever come across. But in the same token, he works hard at what has he achieved. I said play with your guys. Did your careers intersect? I think you might have stopped being a crusader just before he started. Would that be right? Yeah, remember? he was the water training group. So right. back then we had the water training group, and he he came in as this scrawny little sort of twenty-one-year-old uh, or whatever he was, and looked at him and said, "He can't be a prop. Look at him; he's tall and skinny." <laughs> and uh, it turns out, you know, two hundred two hundred uh, games at Super Rugby later, he's uh, been one of the best props New Zealand's produced. So well, I didn't actually play with him. Uh, had the privilege to coach him for a number of years, um, and uh, yeah, would have been <laughs> would have made me feel really old if I'd actually played rugby with him. So uh, no, we're sick of the coaching. But yeah, to talk about that, the, the size of him and the length of the guy, because it's not really what you'd call a, a prop shape. Maybe increasingly so in this day and age. And I suppose you look back to guys like Carl Heyman, who the the extra long back, who became a very and still is a very successful prop. Did, is that a struggle? Do you think for a guy like that, the way he is to to maintain in that position, Dave? Yeah, it, it certainly has its challenges uh, compared to what your classes. Most people would think, from a propping point of view, a short, squat, sort of stocky type person. But and and to be fair, and Crocky would admit that he's had his challenges over the time around getting his technique right. Um, but uh, going back to my last comment, you know, when there's a, an issue has been raised or he, a challenge has been thrown at him to correct something, he's gone out and done it. So um, the, the, his height or or his or his the length of his upper body, I guess provides a unique challenge, but he's done the work to get over that, and that's why he's been in the game for as long as he has. So well, you said that when he first turned up, you're like, who is this tall skinny guy? He's in a prop, he's not going anywhere. When did it start dawning on you as a, as a watcher of the game that he actually might amount to something? How long did it take before he started putting a hand up, if you will? Well, not long, actually, because although he was learning the trade of, of scrummaging, 
for a while, uh, has around the field players, ball skills, his ability to just work a repeat after repeat effort. That was there right from the start. So he knew he had something. Now he just had to keep honing his skill in order to um, to really nail the position he was there for, and that was in the front row. So he did a great job of, of his ball skills and his ability to get around the park, and then it was just honing the skills in the front row, which takes time, regardless of how tall you are. And it's extraordinary as well, Dave Hewitt, when you think about his career and, and the riches on offer overseas, that he's just chosen to go back to Nelson. I mean, he just wants to be a dad and play a bit of footy on the side. It's a, that's unusual in this day and age. Yeah, it is unusual, but I think that's testament to the character of the guy, um, that he's just a genuine, nice guy. And he's, he, he, rugby's given him a lot, and, and that's included a good income and also you know, a security from a family point of view, the great experiences. But he wants to give back. So part of his giving back is going back and playing minor 10 level and, and help him develop the boys up at Tasman. Um, part of that, I know, when he was living in Wood End while, he, while I was coaching him, he was helping out the Wood End Rugby Club. So there's all that sort of stuff. He just gives back to people, um, whether it be in the community or in rugby circles. So I get that's just him. He's a, just a genuine nice guy. So it's a massive game tonight. Obviously, the Crusaders, uh, they need, well, I think it's one point out of the next two games against the Landers and the Blues to secure that top position. But all of the boys, we want to put on their best performance in a stadium named after him just for this one match, Wyatt Crockett. Is that a... Uh, is there a risk surrounding that? I'll try too hard. I suppose not with this this Crusaders no. side. Yeah, and no, I don't think so. I don't think so. They want to perform well for him, um, and uh, I guess that goes back to you know when Toddy Blackadder was playing. We and I was lucky enough to play when you know rang your change the name. It was about <laughs> it was about honouring the person, and it's not. It's one of those things you don't wind yourself up as much for that. So therefore, the performances hopefully are better. Whereas you, when the nerves in that role and against uh, opposition, then that can, when performances tend to be uh, not quite as good as you'd like. I think for this one, everyone will be really enjoying the occasion of um, supporting and honouring Wyatt, but also knowing that they've got to play well in order to uh, continue. Uh, or keeping the spot they are from a table point of view. Dave Hewitt joining us. And look, it's all against the Highlanders, isn't it? They'd still be shaking their head after getting blitzkrieged in that first half uh, over in Fiji last week against the Chiefs. They're still shaking their head, but they've got a lot to do. And they're coming up against a team that, well, I, I said to Razor Robertson a couple of days ago yesterday that uh, it, it's, it's yours to lose now. Uh, they've got all these players back so strong now. Uh, Tim Perry's not in the side. There's no room for Israel Dag. I, the list goes on. This is a phenomenal collection of rugby players it's a frightening prospect isn't it it is it is but don't uh certainly the highlanders yeah, they'll be hurting from what happened last week and um and they'll be better for it that that won't happen again and i guess from a crusader point of view it's gelling the group that's come back together because they've been off for a bit there's new guys in who are off for even longer periods so there's uh there's quite a bit to uh go right for all teams and don't forget the fact that it's a traditional South Island derby, which was going to bring its own intensity as well. So chuck that in the mixer, then there's, uh, it's going to be a good old contest. How do you think Kieran's going to go after, what, seven, eight months uh, out of the saddle, uh, fused spine back in starting? Good move? Yeah, I think so. He needs to get back in. He played up uh, uh, up in counties there for a game there last week. So I think the key for him is to get back on the field. He'll be chomping at the bit. And I, I guess from a Crusader point of view, his leadership will be uh, invaluable to, uh, to to guide them through this game. You know, backlash from the Highlanders and the and Croczilla's um, sort of 
acknowledgement, I guess. Well, look, you're a Highlanders man now, Dave Hewitt. Uh, of course, coaching the Southland Stags coming up, the new MPC. So uh, you understand where the Highlanders are coming from. How do they? How do they get this juggernaut and roll it? What do they do? How do they face this Crusaders side? What's their task? What's their mission? They, the Highlanders just have to play their game, and that, their game is that physicality at the breakdown. They're uh, and getting injecting guys into the back line. You, know, you, you look at who Ben Smiths and those guys. That, if they play their game and stick to their methods and their processes, then this is going to be a competition. This game is it going to be up for grabs. I don't think you'll see them go into their shell, so to speak, like they did last week. Um, that I just don't see that happening. So if we know what the Highlanders can do. We've seen it in multiple Crusader Highlander games. So there will be respect shown to the Highlanders from the Crusaders, no doubt, because we, I mean, we've come second to them on a number of occasions. In saying that, though, the Highlanders need to deliver, and, and the way they deliver is how they always play, and that is a, quite an abrasive but also expensive game at the same time. Uh, Dave, thanks very much uh, for those words, as always, and we look forward to uh, having you on the program regularly throughout the Mitre 10 Cup as uh, you lead the Southland Stags to victory. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time. Thanks for that.